Welcome to Your Living Life Legacy Matters. I'm Carvel Jones, and I have the pleasure and the privilege to uh, fellowship with our chairman of the Faith-Based Cause Initiative, uh, an individual who uh, is without question a person dedicated to the uh, community and just to the whole concept of uh, faith-based, cause-based, and charitable outreach. Um, we're going to share some stories with you uh, in this episode, uh, but more importantly, we're getting ready to uh, uh, roll out to you our Women's History Month finale. Uh, we uh, were pleased to start the year uh, with uh, a lot of um, renewed reference to our faith uh, getting through 2020, uh, just a horrific time in most of our lives. Uh, being very, very thankful that we're still here as we moved into 2021. We uh, were able to send out some uh, celebrations for this particular uh, uh, year, being more optimistic that we could actually be able to weather the storm of this global pandemic. And then as we went into the celebration of uh, Martin Luther King's life and his life legacy, as you would look at our website, uh, myfbca.com, you can see we feature uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his fine work and he's an example and we certainly are pleased to have several of a life well lived. And so then we went on from there and we entered into uh, the whole month's history of women and women's uh, achievements and, and, and just accomplishments that we've been able to really, really be able to actually sort of uh, ride their energy. A, a lot of times when you take a look at uh, the whole concept of really our mission as it relates to health and wellness uh, and longevity, uh, let me share with you that women are so important. And so uh, as I would uh, now like to introduce you to our chairman, uh, it seems uh, Dr. Revely, it seems like yesterday, even though I know it's been about 13 years when you launched the Faith-Based Cause Initiative in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Do you remember that, Dr. Revely? Like yesterday. Like yesterday. Yeah, like yesterday. Can you kind of share with us, uh, you know, back then, uh, the mission that you really had embraced all your life in terms of people's health and wellness, and then how we came forward to this time of uh, uh, pandemic and really wanting to accelerate, you know, the efforts, uh, you know, and uh, not fall prey to that thing. I think they call it pandemic uh, fatigue. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? No doubt about it. We, we uh, back then we were going so rapid, every, it seemed like every day was filled to the brim, meetings and conferences and it was always something to do and uh, we were always involved in a number of projects and programs that uh, we felt was the the program this is the answer and uh, uh, every time that we would get to move and we'd, we'd hit an impasse and then we'd uh, find another one and uh, but we sort of uh, caught the bug for the idea of let's do something that's going to help our church and our 
congregations to to grow and develop and to be blessed and to be a blessing. And uh, the idea of the faith-based cause initiative sort of flowed into existence because uh, we met some people that we became reacquainted with some concepts people were doing and we were talking about and uh, finally we just uh, started talking more about helping our churches and our people do what needs to be done and let's stop uh, bringing gimmicks and and a whole lot of stuff tricking people and uh, trying to get them to to get involved in stuff that we know was not going to make the real difference. And uh, we became committed to making a difference and a lasting difference. And how can we do that? And so the Faith-Based Cause Initiative was born out of that kind of a, a, kind of a need, that kind of a trial and tribulation period, that kind of a realization that uh, we didn't need another program, another project to get our people fired up and, and, and looking towards something and drop like a ton of bricks. So we have a birth what we call the Faith-Based Cause Initiative, and we are firmly committed to doing that. And over these years, we've added to the concept, and we, you know, I just think about how the ideally things just kept growing and kept going. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kept adding, and we're still adding, and we're still growing still developing and uh, we are now coming to our uh, our congregations our churches our calls programs and saying to people we have something now that you need to pay attention to and uh, you need to find that this is a way that we can help you to help yourself Thank you for sharing that, uh, Dr. Revely. In the community at large, especially the underserved community that's been riddled over many, many, many years, and certainly you've seen things that um, uh, we have just would only just be amazed by that actually went through the community. Anything from, um, I don't know, you know, trains, planes, automobiles, uh, all types of trinkets, uh, gold, silver, you know, I mean, it's just been amazed. And so, you know, I'm just very uh, honored and privileged to follow the lead of someone who's been at it for over 50 years. And when we talk about faith, it's important for the listeners to understand that uh, at the end of the road, uh, it's easy to understand that the faith-based cause initiative is 
the closest to perfect that we'll get in our lifetime. People may ask, why didn't we start here? Why didn't we start uh, really uh, looking at ways to empower the community? Uh, empower the community by their faith-based, their cause-based, the charitable-based uh, individuals and leadership in the community. And the reason why we didn't start there is that life sometimes is a journey, would you say, uh, Dr. Rebel? Oh, yes. Life is a journey, and people uh, have had to go down certain roads and try certain things uh, to find that they they don't work. And uh, once we ran into enough people who uh, who had tried and put their all into something that didn't work, you know, we discovered that uh, uh, we need to find that answer, that answer, that, that program, that project that would truly make a difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited that, uh, that uh, we, we got the Faith-Based Cause Initiative moving and running. Uh, and uh, it's growing leaps and bounds because uh, people now see that uh, the church uh, ought to have a a legacy that leaves something that will be there forever and uh, we don't want churches to be in existence and then go out of existence so that's that's not the way that God intends it to be and you know we really appreciate uh, what you did in terms of understanding that there's different uh, beliefs there's different faiths, and certainly uh, we are uh, just um, amazed at how wide and, and just how large your tent is in terms of basically having a calling for everyone to come and to understand that uh, CEO Mr. Uh, Gregory Garland and you uh, just brought forth an excellent platform and, uh, to empower the church and empower the the faith-based congregation you know the the ward uh, whichever the uh, basic faith that a person has to be able to empower that particular faith-based cause-based initiative and then how did you really be able to do that and to get across the fact that it needed to be free well I guess it's about it, it was about, like I said, trial and error. Mm -hmm. uh, believing that this is uh, an answer and this is will make a difference. Getting people excited and they uh, they would try this and try that. And uh, uh, we got tired of uh, the closet and the garages filled with stuff. We had the Amway and just loaded with products, <laughs> and I thought that uh, this was a, this was the answer. Yes. And of all these programs that came, uh, but having looked at it and and been a part of it, uh, we knew that that wasn't the way. 
Okay. And we needed to not just uh, find a program, but we needed to be a part of a program. We need to be a part of the beginning of something that uh, we could control and we could uh, uh, we could steer in the right direction. We could decide how it should go and what needs to be done. We've never had that privilege before. Okay. But uh, Greg Garland, uh, with his uh, work in the business arena, just grew so much in DTE, just learn how to make that massive organization become more helpful to people. And uh, his commitment and his knowledge led him into doing things and in and, and the religious community. Uh, I readily saw the value in what he was saying and, and brought my church into it. And we started doing some things. And uh, we learned a lot. There's a yes. ways that we ought to be able to do this ourselves. Yes. And that's uh, that's what came. I was always working with the uh, conventions, the state convention, uh, National Baptist Convention, USA Incorporated, that I uh, was a part of. And uh, my growing always felt the need to reach out beyond the Baptist because uh, I never saw myself uh, as just being a Baptist. I was a ch man of God, child of God, and, and uh, that made me see all of the religions as uh, possibilities. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sure your four degrees from Howard University gave you a little bit of help as well. I, I would share with the audience that, you know, I, I've known only one person that had four degrees from a, a college, especially a, a, an esteemed college such as Howard University. And so um, as we wind things down, uh, Dr. Revely, I, I want you to share a little bit uh, about why we really uh, wanted to salute women doing uh, Women's History Month. Uh, and then I, I want the, the audience to look forward to other episodes as Dr. Reverly will be talking about, again, uh, how he got to the point where he knew that we had to provide uh, preeminent uh, essential products and services along with guaranteed assurance that a person, not just the faith-based, cause-based and charitable organization, uh, having a legacy, that is having an opportunity to receive endowment contributions, but a person individually could start their own living life legacy. Uh, as we think about that, you can look forward to us really being able to drill down on that whole concept and idea because it's attainable for each and every person. But Women's History Month, Dr. Revely? Women's, Women's History Month uh, was so important for us to do because there's so many uh, women who have contributed so much 
to our development here in our community. Uh, I think in my own life, <clears throat> uh, my grandmother uh, became so important. Uh, many folks, those who know me, uh, my mother passed away. She, she was killed in a car accident. Oh, sorry to hear uh, that. At age of 27. 27, that's very young. I was 14. Uh, but I, I had two grandmothers that uh, stood in and uh, made a way. Uh, my mother's mother, Victoria Carter, uh, was always uh, reaching out to me and encouraging and helping. She uh, made her home a home of love, and and I just I just had all the blessings that one could have. So I, uh, my grandfather uh, and my grandmother were just so they just stirred me in the right, kept me in the right direction uh, as far as church goes coming up. But I know how much that. Uh, Grandma Vic meant to uh, our community, small community, Covington, Virginia. Okay. And uh, my daddy's uh, mother, uh, Anna Smith, uh, was just, uh, she just became my everything. Okay. And I, let, I moved her here with me uh, in the Detroit, the last. Ten years of her life, she lived here. Okay. And uh, I took her to Africa twice. And uh, I wanted uh, to hear my grandmother say, uh, I don't need another thing. Don't do another thing. Don't give me another thing. She said, uh, I have had uh, the best of everything in life. I bought her a fur coat. <laughs> everything she could possibly want. I bought it for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandmother just gave me love. She uh, fixed whole cakes, you know, whole cakes and, mm -hmm. and uh, cooked. She cooked so, and tried to teach me how to do that, but of course, uh, <laughs> I still don't know how to do it. But, uh, but beginning with my grandparents uh, and on through, uh, we've had some tremendous women uh, yes. in Michigan, D.C., Maryland, uh, wherever I've been across this nation, and I'm so blessed uh, to have shared with many of them along yes. the way. Well, there you go, uh, audience. Uh, this episode is going to be a, a landmark episode because this is actually uh, a launching our finale for Women's uh, History Month. Uh, we were so uh, elated uh, about the number of women that wanted to be part of our program. Wish we could have entertained all of them, but because of the commitment of uh, Dr. Revely and our CEO, Mr. Gregory Garland, who has four daughters, as he reminds us, uh, you can be assured when you uh, think of faith-based 
cause-based charitable outreach. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to capitalize, fuel and fund women making a difference in the community. So on behalf of our chairman, uh, our co-chairman, Dr. Reveille and Mr. Gregory uh, P. Garland, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you.